the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Hey there. Jay West, Texas Leeson. Glad you're tuning in and keep on telling friends or telling me the podcast is doing really, really well. And that's all because of you. I appreciate you making this show worth doing, bringing you a new perspective, a new uh, look on things as we rave along here. And some thoughts on Buddy Holly here in just a moment. Broadcasting from the Racer Car Wash Studios. Racer Car Wash voted Lubbock's best wash five years running stop in one of five convenient locations across hub city for the best wash around when you roll through that line you tell them hey i listen to the other side that's why i'm here they tell me that they hear that from time to time appreciate you telling them about the show best wash guaranteed racerwash.com the big game last night was not a big game after all and i knew it i meant to buy a square just to pique my interest but uh didn't manage to do that lazarus has nothing on the new england patriots everybody said the patriots are done but they came back and won but i think a win that was stolen for them no doubt about it 100 percent take it to the bank stolen for them the saints should have been in that game and barring an offsides call the Chiefs should have been in that game as well it was a, about a 44% tune-in to the Super Bowl, lowest in a decade. And uh, it was like watching wind erode granite. Not a fun game to watch. And um, plenty of boredom ensuing. I don't know what's going on. Th- this is always my concern with the air raid offense. Defense travels, air raid offense does not. A big, spectacular offense lots of times get shut down at just the wrong time and uh that's what you saw how about that kansas texas tech game by the way look penetration is the key for texas tech when we're in the paint things go well when we're praying for threes and lots of times those threes come at home but they don't come other places and tech just getting the hammer put down on them in lawrence kansas not fun to watch um saturday to sunday not much to crow about or plenty to crow about but not much to hoot about between the super bowl it is what we thought it was going to be the patriots win again and uh just ready for this new generation to break through so that typically i'm a I am a a dynasty guy. I mean, I loved the Bulls whenever I was in the 90s and the Bulls were doing what they were doing, but the Patriots just win part and parcel and it's not fun as they roll along. Um, How about our friend, the GOAT? Jerry Hodge has been on this show plenty of times. Jerry and Margaret Hodge putting up $10 million again to the Texas Tech Vet School. I don't understand while they keep using this Glamour Shots photo of Jerry and Margaret Hodge. There's a great photo, and it's up on my Twitter timeline right now, at Jay Leeson. I even put it up on my Facebook. 
of Jerry Hodge way up high, like in, I guess it's like the equivalent of the Amarillo Club, an overview of the city behind him, and he's sitting there holding a cigar. That's the photo because Jerry Hodge, make no mistake about it, a bad dude, a bad man. And going to get in with that is the program rolls out going to have our friend Matt Dotre up about 30 minutes from now about uh, no seven minutes or so from now we're going to have Bud Kennedy Fort Worth Star Telegram lots of you are beginning to hear about the rollback rate election um, caps and Bud Kennedy going to talk with us about that out of the Fort Worth Star he's one of the goats one of the longest serving members in texas media glad that bud makes time to come again on a monday with us yesterday was broadcasting on a monday monday february 4 yesterday was the day the music died and i had some thoughts on that i tweeted some thoughts yesterday and the 60th anniversary of Buddy Holly's death. And this is what I had to say. I want to expound on it with you. Today is the 60th anniversary, this yesterday, the 60th anniversary of Buddy Holly's tragic death, the day the music died. Each day I do a radio program, and those of you who are more than familiar with the format whether you listen live or you listen on the podcast you know we talk about raven on here the 60th anniversary of buddy holly's tragic death the day the music died each day i do a radio program from the studios where buddy holly became famous literally feet away and it is feet away let me take you i'm going to swing the microphone over and you're right here at the wall on the other side of that wall is a lot of the original equipment from Buddy Holly's Sunday parties that he had here. A historical marker out in front of the station. The studios where Buddy Holly became famous. I think about this reality and this privilege often, and I have some thoughts. The strength of any place the strength of Lubbock like anything or anywhere is also its weakness it seems to me that in Lubbock there is this tendency to be a very homogenized monolithic culture sheeple um, who it's great to live in a place where there's a common set of values and people believe in those values and live them out together Uh, but too often they can do the same and think the same and a democratic process kind of gets just run over because everybody thinks the same and does the same um i appreciated this fact enough about lubbock that we decided to move back here and raise our kids but this same kind of cultural overlay can suppress creative and free spirits who has something different and counter to say you know think about like Waylon Jennings we said last week uh, quoted a tweet on the program 
everybody wants an outlaw until they start acting like an outlaw and Waylon certainly making some folks feel uncomfortable <coughs> Natalie Maines I don't endorse anything that Natalie Maines had to say some 10 years ago but Natalie certainly is a free spirit and no one can I mean you can look at her political commentary but then look at the musical genius and the Dixie Chicks I think are unparalleled with their success some years ago Joe Ely, Buddy Holly and then hundreds of various artists from whether they're painting on canvas or singing behind microphones and the sorts of these sorts of geniuses can only be bottled up for so long and I think that Buddy Holly was certainly in that fray and all this to say and I think about it each day before I go on air that we have something free-spirited to say we we see things from a distinct perspective here on the program and be a part of where you live and support it and your neighbors but always be willing to rave on buddy rave on and that's what we do on the program and I don't mean to self-aggrandize or be um, sanctimonious but I think that's probably the best preservation of Buddy Holly's legacy is to have a radio show that raves on against both sides and tries to find something in the middle to come in a new direction. Lots of times I'm asked, let's just start a new political party. That's not out of the question. But we rave on with some West Texanism, some West Texocratism. Calm, he is Bud Kennedy of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. We keep finding reasons to bring Bud on because he's relevant and he, what he says matters. Thank you, Bud Kennedy, making Thank time. Thank you, Jack. Hello to the South Plains. Thank you, Jack. Uh, Bud, so a couple of things before we rev up here. Um, I want to talk to you about Tarrant County Judge Glenn Whitley. And right. for folks here who are listening immediate now folks listen across the state on the podcast, but on the immediate air on air broadcast folks may not know who glenn whitley is now i'm going to lay out a little bio and i want you to go deeper into it bud but he may be he seems to me i was at a convention a couple of weeks in austin a couple of weeks ago in austin and glenn hager walked in the front door and glenn whitley met him at the door and they immediately made a sharp right and went to a room for a few minutes before before the controller was to give his keynote address um i said that's glenn whitley they said yes he is and i thought well then the rumors are true he certainly is one of the most powerful county judges in texas and my understanding is before 2008 glenn whitley a republican saw the tea leaves if you will on the tea party movement raised the money he needed to and has stayed in place Tarrant County went for Beto O'Rourke, but Whitley, the Republican county judge, still won in the landslide. Fill in the gaps there for us for Glenn Whitley as we get into this conversation. Well, to put this in perspective, I mean, Glenn is a, uh, he lives in suburban Hearst in northeast Tarrant County. He is a Republican accountant. He's the partner in the Whitley Penn Accounting Agency that is a, a major accounting service here in Tarrant County. He knows his numbers. He is in his 23rd year on the commissioner's court. He has steadfastly 
over the years, you know, pruned back the numbers, you know, uh, cut the taxes where they could, but also he's allowed Tarrant County to grow. He's allowed the county government to grow in ways that reflect the growth. So he, he's been doing this long enough that he was this mild-mannered accountant kind of guy. It was a big surprise, and it's been almost exactly a year now that he made a community speech to business leaders and laid out all this uh, this information from the budget and said the reason your property taxes are high is because the state's not paying its share of public education, and then the state's turning around and blaming the local officials for higher taxes. I wrote a column about it then. I call it a day of truth-telling about Texas schools and taxes. The state senator then, Connie Burton, walked out of his speech, but it was broadly announced, he, he said it himself, that it was going to be Glenn Whitley unplugged. Yeah, so after, and... after, two, after two decades, Glenn Whitley came unplugged and said, look, Austin won't pay its share, and then they blame local officials for raising taxes. He also, that same night, said bluntly that money from outside the county, he said, actually is trying to buy a legis- the legislature. And he said, you look at the millions upon millions Tim Dunn has spent around this state. So in another speech that same day, he singled out Empower Texans, Tim Dunn, and the million-dollar gift to Empower Texans as, as uh, trying to buy the legislature and and, uh, and you know, have the legislature run his way instead of for the good of the people of Texas. So let's bring it to bear now. All eyes on Glenn Whitley. Uh, he's certainly spoken from a perspective that a lot of people cannot speak from, and now we have identical bills in the House and the Senate to cap property tax revenue. you got to have a rollback rate election if you exceed 2.5%. Among other things, HB2 and SB2 would lower the rollback rate to 2.5% from the current 8% for all taxing units with more than $15 million in combined property and sales tax revenues. You've covered Whitley as you have often. Bud Kennedy, what's his response to this 2.5% rollback rate cap? Well, he says that the that the general comments about about uh, about this, the tax rate are dishonest, and he says that the tax that a 2.5% cap would limit local governments too much. He stresses over and over that what he wants to see is local control, and even down to the proposal to raise teacher salaries by 5000 or 10000 a year. He says that that's not local control. Okay, so the Senate's version... So, I guess what, what you hear a lot of people say about the Senate is that the Senate doesn't want to endow local government, so let's give it directly to teachers. And that's that, that's the state government trying to make decisions for the local government. So mm-hmm. he says that the that the state that the local governments should make the decisions about taxes, how much they tax and how much they can raise, and leave the local voters to decide. Uh, he says in general that it's the same finger pointing that you hear before that local government is the problem, when it's really the state paying now only a third of the cost of public schools, down from a half only a few years ago that it's the state failing to pay money for the public schools that's causing taxes to go up. So when a Glenn Whitley-controlled legislature, excuse me, legislature, what uh, what then is the answer? 
in a Glenn Whitley legislature, I think that the, that the Austin would uh, find way. This is not a poor session. I think they would find money in this session to bring the state back up to a 50-50 split and most of all quit the accusatory tone uh, about local government, that local government is somehow wasteful, uh, that they're spending too much money, that they're just throwing money away. Uh, you know, what's happening here is that people elect city councils, uh, improvement districts, uh, you know, all the different boards we elect, junior college districts, and, you know, we, we make that decision every time we vote on whether they've done a good job or not. If they've spent too much money, if someone's built some lavish Taj Mahal, they'll hear, hear about it from the voters next time. There really is no reason for the Texas legislature to step in and micromanage every small agency in government in Texas or micromanage every town and county in Texas about how much they should spend. What is the fear there in Tarrant County? How many people live in Tarrant County, Bud Kennedy? Two and a half million. Okay. So Tarrant County is the third largest county in Texas, larger than Bear or Travis. And uh, Glenn Whitley, of course, is the Republican judge of the largest. Uh, he's the, he's the uh, Republican county judge who represents the largest uh, constituency in Texas. Uh, Harris and Dallas both have Democratic counties. Yeah. yeah, I would think so. What's the thought then? What do you, let's just play. Let's play political pool uh, live here, Bud. What is the feel that a lot of rural county guys who are going to be carved out because they're underneath that fifteen million dollar uh, carve out? Right. That a lot of rural guys could jump in and vote for this. Should we be concerned about something on the other side of Texas? Some sort of retribution? Something else that could come up in the legislature? Well, you know, the rural county guys can vote for it and support it. They they voted to drive down city people's taxes. But, you know, what's the benefit there? Uh, it's still uh, the, the comments uh, claiming that local governments are wasteful. It's not just the big cities they're talking about. Nobody's just saying that Houston's waste, wasteful or Dallas is wasteful. They're saying that all the local governments are raising taxes, that the appraisals are going up too fast. And I agree the appraisal system needs reform, and a lot of things in the House and Senate tax bill are a good idea. But, you know, just continually bashing local governments and saying that your local taxes are going up too much and we, we your heroes in Austin, are going to do something about it, I mean, that, that's, that's making local government look bad. It's making local government the scapegoat for an, a Texas legislature that won't pull its weight. Yeah, and... You know, curious to me, the quorum report had this. Um, the day Kel Seliger broke his silence after he came on this show and said what he had to say about the uh, about a Dan Patrick staffer applying her lips to his backside, he broke his silence and said, you know, I think the problem is not a cap. The problem is the appraisal process. Any... I mean, it seems to me that Kel Seliger pretty calculated in speaking out about the appraisal process then. Well, I have to say that everybody has their own idea of what should have been the priority. A lot of people say schools should have been the priority. A lot of people say the appraisal system should have been the priority. But the appraisal changes are addressed in this bill and in supposedly another reform bill that's coming. You know, I think the governor is even talking about possibly electing the county appraiser. And I'm not sure how that how well that would work out. Mm. We'll hear the governor's version of this 
in the state of the state tomorrow. Uh, he'll say that property taxes are out of control. It's time to rein them in. And uh, he may give us some more details about his plans on that. Yeah. But it's awfully easy for the legislature to sit down in Austin and say that everybody else is all bad, but the legislature's doing a great job. Hmm. Uh, Bud Kennedy, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram with us here. Um, Bud, how do you... This was my big question after last week. Every Friday we do a therapy session on the show. I lay down and I just address all the concerns I had over the course of the week of programs. And why did they bring out... And you've been watching Texas politics a long time. Why would you bring out the 2.5 cap on rollback rate elections before you brought out your cap? Everybody saw it. Dennis Bonin brought out cups the day he was voted as speaker. we got to address school finance now. Why would you address the 2.5 before you address school finance, Bud Kennedy? Because this is the easy message to deliver. And you notice last time the two chambers wanted 6% and 4%. Now we get a 2.5% cap, although the, the voters can exceed it in a fall election if they choose. There is still local control by the voters if they pass it in a November election, uh, you know, in, a, in a major general election with the maximum possible voting turnout. But the, this is the easiest message to say, look what we're doing for your taxes. The legislature, as you and I have talked about before, we're living in a, in a Texas that's now totally run by Houston. The governor came from Houston, the lieutenant governor is from Houston, the speaker is from the Houston area. And the conversation in the Houston area for more than 10 years, ever since Dan Patrick was a radio talk show host like you, is all about these horrible, horrible high taxes. And so that's what's being addressed now. In Dallas-Fort Worth, there are people who complain in Plano or Saginaw or Colleyville, but there's not this daily drumbeat of screaming about high taxes. It's a Houston issue, and you have Houston leaders who who are trying to to, uh, make the whole state of Texas change for the benefit of Houston. Yeah. But Kennedy... Have you seen seen Senator Betancourt's uh, school board election bill today, the school board reform? No. Tell me more. He has a a new school board election bill that would, uh, would allow the mayor and county judge to choose members on a on a independent school district board, it would require a petition to get on the ballot for school board. You couldn't just sign up; you had to show enough support and have a petition to run. It would uh, automatically terminate a school board if a district is uh, is D or F rated. All those school board members would have to run again. It would add term limits. Uh, there is a, a separate bill that basically puts the hammer down on independent school districts. Is Paul Betancourt from Texas? From Houston. Okay. Uh, this is all Houston's problems. and You can read the Houston Chronicle every day and see everything that people complain about in the Houston Chronicle. So, somehow when Houston has an itch, uh, the, the Texas legislature feels like everybody in Texas has to scratch it. Hmm. All right, Bud Kennedy. Uh, I want to ask you, what are you working on? And we know that we've got the state of the state. That's tomorrow, right? The state of the state is tomorrow at 11. Don't get it confused with that other state of the whatever address. Yeah. Tomorrow tomorrow, tomorrow at 11, the governor is going to tell us that Texas is strong. We have a great economy. He's going to talk about public safety. He's going to talk about property taxes. And then he, I, you know, he'll probably have some new little ideas 
uh, you know, this legislature, they all want to get something done because they're worried about what the census and redistricting will bring, so they do want to have a lot to show from this legislature. But, you know, the question is, are they starting in the right place? Yeah, so tell me this, Bud Kennedy, as we close out with you here. Do you think this 2.5 is a last shot from some Republican leaders who believe this will be their last time around to have control of the House? Is that what this rollback rate cap is about? I think they want to get this done now because they fear, as one of the consultants told me, the next session will be all about redistricting, and then you don't know what you'll have the session after that. Mm-hmm. But this is this is the session that you can focus on getting something done uh, and, and getting some sort of change built in. I don't know whether the moderate Republicans in the House are going to go along with a 2.5. You have a lot more Democrats than you did last session. Last session, they didn't get anywhere close to 2.5, and there are more Democrats there now. Yeah. Yeah, he is Bud Kennedy with us, at Bud Kennedy on Twitter. What are you working on, buddy? When do your columns come out, by the way? Tell them where they can I had columns on Sunday, and I write a lot of local color. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of folks in, in Lubbock will be interested. This is the last year that the Stock Show Rodeo is held at Will Rogers Coliseum, which is the... Uh, they call it the Fenway Park of Pro Rodeo. So nice. they're moving to a they're moving to a big new coliseum. And I wrote the 76 year history of Will Rogers Coliseum, which has the uh, Will Rogers on soap suds statue out front, just like the one that everybody loves to have fun with and love it. Yeah, that's pointed directly at uh, Texas A&M University. <laughs> you can visit the you can visit the cousin when you're in Fort Worth. Bud Kennedy of Fort Worth Star Telegram. Thanks for telling us what's going on, bud. Appreciate your perspective. Thank you, Jay. All right. We'll catch you next time, buddy. Uh, Get out with Bud Kennedy. Get on with our friend Matt Dotre, young talent in the studio, trying on his headphones, seeing how he's in his plaid shirt. He's ready to go. Mr. Journalism. I'm going to go into a break here and get back in with you here on the other side. Quickie break. Be right back here, other side of Texas. Shake the dirt off your shoes, come over, take a seat. Knock that chill off your bones. Got food on the fire, can I get you some to eat? Make yourself at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out, searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up to the sky. In studio, one of our favorites, Matt Go Get 'em Dotre, the Lubbock <laughs> Avalanche Journal. Matt, appreciate you being here. Happy to be here, thanks. Get you the applause in the background. You're wearing denims, you're wearing This is my game day flannel. Okay. If you see the red and black. Yeah, you going to the game tonight? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh good. Yeah. I I still we're like a game time decision right now. Games at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, yeah, big Monday, second week in a row. Yeah, I don't know if we're going. What are you gonna? So you just eat your tickets otherwise? Because you have season tickets, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, may may just eat them. <laughs> I don't right. know, it's it's long weekend. Like, I don't understand. Like, here's my dream. Like, maybe this will be my crusading issue to run for Lubbock City or Lubbock School Board. Right. 
take all these Mondays that we get off, compound them into another week, and then start school a week later. Because today was the day off for the kids. So we really, go, yeah. So we go into like day off mode. I think last, when was is Martin it because Luther of the King? Super Bowl? Do they just have the day after the Super Bowl? I don't know when it was. I'm still waiting for someone to run for the school board, uh, pitching the idea of moving back the start times, which has been done in other, you know, uh, I think you I, really I, could. Start I was reading it. about a school up in I think Minneapolis that bumped. Um, the school time back to like nine thirty or ten o'clock. Oh, you're talking about start times in the morning, right? Right, because yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Well, That's I mean, not... do we? I don't know. Not to get too existential, but, now, but do we need to go by the sun anymore? <laughs> do we need to go by the sun's calendar anymore? Maybe. I mean, no one's going to bed. County, but... No one goes to bed when it gets dark anymore. So why are we? Like, but now we up? do it by like hours and days. How sure. many hours have you amassed? And thank you, Ken King. Out of Canadian for putting that together, and I mean that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's like maybe amass all these Mondays off and start school like a week and a half later, and then just run full weeks the whole year. Because here's here's yeah. our situation right now. Cousins come down this weekend, uh-huh. stay up late on Friday, late on Saturday, kind of late on Sunday, which will. You know, and then on Monday you got Big Monday all of a sudden. Sure, sure. Put the kids down. By the time we get home, like ten forty-five, you got zombies in the morning. It's not tomorrow morning that you're worried about. Uh-huh. It's Wednesday morning that you're worried about because I'm a seasoned parent. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What what's one more late night? But I think you're you're proving my point that you want my tickets. Is that what you're doing? You no, I have tickets. Okay. I'm good, thanks. Okay. Thanks, so. though. All right. <laughs> thought maybe you wanted to take some friends or something. No, I'm good. I don't know. Uh, so, Matt Dotre, Lubbock Avalanche Journal, you've been working on a story today with our friend Jerry Hodge, friend of the program. I, I did, yeah. kind of caught me off guard. He's like my BFF. I love Jerry Hodge. Talk to him, you know, every seven, ten days. Okay. Jay, tell me what's going on. <laughs> Uh, I love Jerry Hodge. Hodge seems uh, like a nice guy. I'm excited to get to Hodgetown, too. You move. So we'll talk about Hodgetown here in a minute. But uh, you guys have actually started using not the Glamour Shots photo of Margaret and Jerry Hodge, but uh, a better photo of Jerry Hodge <laughs> and Ted Mitchell. Right. Ted yeah, Mitchell with yeah. his Fender flat top. Exactly. So, yeah, the first draft of the story had the uh the old photo that's been ripped off of the internet so much that it kind of lost its uh i don't really know how pixels work but it looked a little lost its resolution yeah there you go um got a new one up though yeah so it was announced today that um jerry hodge is giving uh the 10 million dollars to the vet school which the vet school has continued was that 10 million dollars was part of the 90 million dollars that they've been talking about that they have uh, raised for the construction of the school in and of itself. So the fact that um, Jerry Hodge is, in fact, giving that money, which is a significant amount of money, uh, I'm sure tech is pretty Yeah, excited. but tell us about this. So I've talked about it on the program. The governor had until last week to put up appointments for the Board of Regents. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Didn't put up any names. No. So now you get these guys that have to go through. It's Esperanza, right? Yes. And it's uh, our friend, 
friend of the program. Yep, Francis. Yeah, Rick Francis. I say that facetiously. Mm-hmm. And then we got Am- Ablinga. The current chairman, yes. Yeah, yeah. And none of them have been it's reappointed just been... or replaced. Yeah. So they're going to go into the next legislature. Not, not necessarily. I mean, he can. I'm, I've been waiting for that announcement. I'm kind of waiting on this. I have been for the past three days, and I guess I'll just continue to do so. Um, so the governor hasn't announced reappointments or new appointments yet, but he still has, what, a hundred and so odd days? I, but, I don't think this means that they're not necessarily know. getting I it done this session. Because I had heard whispers that, oh, it was going to be the 31st. Oh, it was going to be February 1st. So I've, people are still expecting the governor's decision. So um, the governor can So I think it sun. would be... Yeah, I think it would be a I think I would be surprised, and I think a lot of people would be surprised um, if nothing happened this session. If it was just a holdover appointment for two years. But But again, sorry to cut you off, but what I feel like, you know, in politics, politics are supposed, are generally responsive to public opinion. Um, public opinion is usually fueled by public outcry. I guess I'm just not seeing it in the community any, hearing it in the community anymore. Because you've not raised hell about it, Dotray. <laughs> Am I just <laughs> beating around no, the bush but, too much? I don't know. But here's my deal: is that if it's going to be announced, I think it has to be in the next 30 days because he's going to have his state of the state tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Put forward as emergency issues. Mm-hmm. And once that timeline ends, then it's game time. You don't have time to go into a bunch of Senate confirmation hearings on border regions. Did he announce other border regions replacements? I don't think so. Just... No, I don't think he's announced any. But again, these aren't usually not any these of the pub- major public. Not that I'm aware of. I haven't read anything. But these aren't normally contentious issues. These are, I would imagine these are usually appointments that breeze through the Senate pretty fast. Um, Except obviously, for one Rick yeah, Francis. Sure, sure. There could be an exception. Um, so, all I've heard is that I haven't heard that any of them aren't seeking reappointment, which I guess leads me to assume that um, all three of them, including Francis, are hoping to get reappointed. Yeah, that, I but mean, they're not going to come out and say that publicly. And I tried, you know, I tried to get those comments, but none of did them. Did you ever out. talk with Rick Francis no, on the phone? No. He never returned your phone call. No, I, I have never talked he's, with Rick he's Francis. He's never no. responded to any requests here on the show. Yeah, because I don't like burning a man down. I want to give the man the opportunity to speak. Yeah, yeah he's right. never taken the opportunity. Nor with I. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let's catch a quick break, and then let's get in with City of Lubbock. We got, uh, we have a thing tomorrow? Nope. No. no. Second and fourth um, thir- Tuesday, so okay. I guess not this week. So let's go in with uh, what's going on in the City of Lubbock as we rave on along with Matt Dotre, Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Right here on the other side, quickie break, be right back.
Matt Dutre, the Lubbock Avalanche Journal's man on the ground, <laughs> beating the shoe leather, wearing the shoe leather out. Going to have to take those to Flint Boot and Hat to get your uh, soles replaced. I will. I don't know if I have a pair of shoes with leather, though. What are you wearing right now? Let me see. Just sneakers? Well, they kind of call that shoe leather. Yeah. yeah. Are those cons? No, just Adidas. Okay. Uh, what are you working on? What stories you? What working am I working on? on? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to do these kind of bigger. What's? Let's start with this. What stories do you want to write on, but nobody will talk to you about? <laughs> oh, I should say. Why do you think about that? Uh-huh. Uh, on Wednesday, we're gonna have Mark McDougal on the show to talk about the insides of the falling apart with negotiations with Ford. That's something that people want to be listening for on how he tried to put a deal together on Rager Dykes. Didn't work. We'll get the inside scoop from Mark McDougall himself. That'd be pretty cool. On Wednesday. I'll record it for you guys. Hey, yeah, please do. You know, I did notice him at the basketball game the day before. Yeah, on that Monday. Yeah. And then the negotiations. Like he's supposed for, to be in Dearborn. I thought he was in Michigan or something. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey. That's uh, yeah. Mark McDougal on the court yeah, it, sides there. It was it was officially for Sarah Sarah Self Warburg. Um, she was. It was the weather initially because it was so cold outside that somebody could die. Uh-huh. Um, but in the meantime, things fell apart in the negotiations. They may pick up, they may not, but we'll have Mark McDougal on the show on Wednesday. Yeah, but that should be pretty. Anyway, cool. you're working on more. No, let me tell you a story that I've always wanted to write in my three plus years at the paper um i've always wanted to do like but this is more for a magazine than a newspaper like an oral history of tornado jam are you familiar with tornado jam go ahead the big well are you at it's the big music festival that took place joe ely mm-hmm. uh hosted it i guess and then it took place in 1980 maybe 1980 and then year two in 1981 um and i guess this was kind of before music festivals i want to say it was before kind of austin had the music thing going on and it was before music festivals were these um now every state every dang city has a music festival this was pretty kind of ahead of the time um and so year two the city had just planted this fancy grass is the story i always hear and then it just it just poured nonstop for i guess the two or three days and it just became tornado jam just became this like mess and i guess the story is that someone threw a car into the water it may have been joe ely's car um and then the city said okay no more we're never doing this again um Mm. and they canceled tornado jam and it's kind of this music festival that's always um lived in the back of my mind but now they want to pick something up like that right i'm hearing that yeah that someone somewhere in the bowels of the lubbock community wants to get some type of festival again well because we, we have that what's the cotton one is it cotton fest uh cotton club cotton jam cotton i, I want to say it's cotton fest is it okay. is, is one but i don't think that's really mm-hmm. um i don't know ideally the festival so just like shuts down the city for you're two working that days i know i'm not thing. working that that's just something i've always wanted to get to that okay. i'm now so but so can i just do a plug if anyone wants if anyone attended tornado jam please give me a call Okay, how do they reach you? Um, let me give you my emails: m dotre 
D-O-T-R-A-Y at LubbockOnline.com. Okay, so you're looking for some folks to jump in there. Yeah, that'd be pretty That'd be pretty cool. Other stories I want to write um, or that I'm kind of pursuing, um, I want to do like an ode to the sign ordinance. Do you ever think about the sign ordinance? Yeah, how it, there's like one bulletin board in town. It surprisingly comes up at a lot of city council meetings that um, Lubbock has extremely restrictive um, billboard laws and um, sign laws. Um, and I think the theory was, okay, what's the most beautiful aspect of West Texas? Well, it's the open skies. It's that you can see for miles away. Is that really what, what it was? That's my understanding. What, like kingpin? And so, like, like what, you know. Turf? So then the not thought not was, like, yard? why would we... And you've been through, and I'm sure you've been through cities where there's just ugly billboards everywhere. And the sign was, or the thought was, you know, we got it. We need to prevent this. Let's keep all the signs low. Yeah. Very few billboards and stuff like that. There's only one billboard that I know of, and it's at, uh, it's at South University in the Loop. Right, right. Except somehow that somehow Texas Tech is kind of able to avoid it because you, of course, have the parking garage. With those huge, uh, what were the old? Our coach is hotter than yours. Wasn't yeah, that on there for a while? Oh, you're talking about Raider Park. Yeah, Raider yeah. Park, and then um, even the sign on uh, 19th and Indiana. Yeah, uh, they put I, up a flash line. Yeah, I don't think that's allowed anywhere else in the city. Um, so rules, I guess, don't really apply to tech, but elsewhere in the city. That's something that I've always thought needed to be kind of explored. So, you're just making editor pitches right now. Yeah. So, Robert Grantfield, hope you're listening. Because <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dotre's just uh, raving on here. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but other stories you're actually... Actually pursuing... Documents um, open on your computer. I'm... I'm um, the the bond I I really need to do my due diligence the with the county bond election. I feel yeah. really bad because there's only so much time I have in a day, and I always tell people I got to get home, going to get home, great family above average dinner, and I mean that that Curtis Parrish came on this show on a Friday, right? Should have had him like in the middle of the week, but he came on on a Friday. It was Friday, January 4, mm-hmm. and began making this pitch for a bond. And I didn't follow it up with a story or anything like mm-hmm. that, but it was very clear what he was doing. Three days after he was sworn in. Yeah. That we're going to have a bond on roads. Yeah. And, and he is, he seems extremely... Yep, it sure seems like that's the way it's, tilt, it's mm-hmm. tilting. So, uh, doing that, um, I keep hearing about... Um, there's a town around here that's that may do away with its police department. Have you been following this at all? No. But I don't know which what, town. This is terrible radio because I don't remember what town it is. Okay. Um, like near Lubbock. Yes, but not in Lubbock County. Maybe I think in Crosby County. Okay. Or in that um, direction. Okay. So you know, I need to visit there so and just kind of gauge it. To take up the slack. Yeah, ca- similar to what they were doing. Remember how uh, the ambulance services? This was kind of follow the same lines where um you know there's so much manpower here in lubbock that you just kind of say um uh, okay well you know instead of having to staff and uh set up all these equipment we'll just kind of contract these public services oh. out which is kind of a a, a, a a new way or maybe an odd way of thinking it is completely odd because it is 
you're beginning to narrow services right. and streamline. Right. And that seems like within a business model, okay, but effectively what you're having is you're going to have to ask Lubbock County constables. Or I would imagine like the sheriff's department. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that I know that's kind of being debated or being uh, talked about. So let Lubbock handle it. Yeah. Man. And that's something. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Not that comes to my mind now. Yeah. Well, it seems like you got plenty to go on. <laughs> sure. Based upon what you're uh, <laughs> politicking, the editor's on. And I think everybody wants you to write the, the tornado. Tornado jam, yeah. Tornado in jam oral history. Story. Yeah. Uh, I just want to talk with people that were there. I think that'd be a pretty neat project. Yeah, I think it is neat. Yeah. Matt Dutre, always neat, here with us on a Monday edition of the program. Folks, I want to follow along most every day on the front page, LubbockOnline.com. It's starting to seem that way, yes. Yeah. We'll get you some Matt Dutre. <laughs> uh, I'm going to close out this edition of the program unless you got something else you want to bring up. No, let's beat West Virginia. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> uh, for Bud Kennedy, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Matt Dotre, Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Gonna get home. Gotta get home. Great family. Above average dinner. That might include $2 hot dogs. We'll see what's about to play out over the next Lorenzo. Lorenzo, Lorenzo is the town. Yes, sir. Wants Lubbock County to take over. It's public safety services, yeah. yeah. Hmm. See how that rolls out. Hey, this, that's a good scoop right there. Well, Man. I think other people have written about it. <laughs> I just haven't yet. Man. <laughs> okay. For Matt Dotre, Bud Kennedy, J. West Texas Leeson, thank you. We're, you're the reason we're here. Thanks for tuning in and telling friends you hang out here on the other side of Texas. Tomorrow, Representative James White will come on. We're going to talk about some criminal justice reform in the state of Texas West Rappaport Reports going to join in with us as well. Leading into Wednesday, Ross Ramsey, a little either tech talk or technology talk, or we'll get us some aforementioned Mark McDougall on the program. All the leads with you here on the program. Just do it for a side living. If I did this for a, a real living, I would be like a, a media king in Lubbock. <laughs> Be a media king. Uh, gonna tune off from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous. Remember the day the music died right next door. Right here with you on the other side of Texas. We'll see you next time, buddies. Rave on, buddies. Rave on. Step over it.